everybody welcome to season three ordinary people doing extraordinary things catch up after college here we are got another cup one our third one who's ever come on the show it's amazing it's pretty awesome but um this guy he is a research associate for Nurex. he's also a musician and this gal she is a people program manager and life cycle yeah hope i said that right it is lee and julie here with us today the coolest couple I know. Hi. Yo. Cool, cool. Ooh. Let's go. Everybody, welcome to the Catch Up After College podcast. We're catching up after college on the lessons of life lived by leaders. We're safe space grounded in grace, and our aim is always to aid. We may be post graduation, but we're never post education. I'm Isaiah Brown, your host. Thank you for tuning in today. Today, we have the coolest couple that I know, Lee and Jill Lee, with us. What's happening? Hi. Hey. <laughs> Pretty good. It seems like you guys are very connected today. <laughs> yeah, through a wire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. No worries. And are we really the coolest couple that you know? I don't yeah, know. I think really? so. Yeah, okay. you're, you're pretty up there. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just check that off your list, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I thought I'd ask today, you guys are pretty musical, like you're... You guys play a lot of instruments. You both sing. How many instruments do you guys play? Ooh, I I think I just play two and a half. Okay. <laughs> I play two and a half too. Yeah. yeah. We're looking there because all our instruments are here. All our are instruments here. are here. Oh, okay. Room. What is the half? I got to ask. Uh, it's like you kind of know how to play in one of the instruments but not really okay <laughs> like wing it yeah all right so mine's nice. like guitar uh little keyboard and half bass <laughs> nice cool yeah. what about you julie yeah mine is bass keyboard and a little guitar only when forced nice okay <laughs> no worries and uh i thought since you guys love music i thought it'd be cool if you shared your top three underrated artists or bands to the audience that we probably haven't heard of before. So think of someone who's obscure, but talented, but your top three. Mm-hmm. Ooh, GQ. that's a good one. I recently discovered uh, GQ. Uh, he's a rapper from Oakland. Um, he has two really great albums out right now. Um, he's uh, really good. His name is GQ. Uh, on Instagram, he's the town GQ. Um, that's one. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to go? No, well, I was just two. thinking Yellow Days is on repeat right now. So uh, his new album is pretty dope. I don't know if it's a well-known artist, um, but it's definitely worth a listen. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Totally. All right. You got one more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oldie but goodie for me is a teenage fan club. They've been around since the 90s. Very like indie rock pop kind of melodic music. I think that, yeah, teenage fan club for me. Can I get a bonus one? I want to yeah. include Blood Orange in there. If you haven't listened to Blood Orange, yes. you have to listen to Blood Orange. I mean, they're not, yeah. you know, a new band or anything, but they're definitely, if you haven't yeah. listened to that, that's a favorite of mine. Yeah. So, oh, bias. yeah. And Toro Imoa. Oh, Toro. Yeah. He's from here in the East Bay, too. I don't think those are obscure, obscure, but like they're really great. Yeah. If you don't stop us, we'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you got kicked two off the list now, now that you're at five. <laughs> Not playing. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so, you guys mind telling us where you're from and can you describe what your life was like before college and go in any order that you want, since I know I'm asking two people right now? Cool. <laughs> I'm from California. I'm a Cali boy. I've been here since I was nine. Um, but before that, I moved all around because my dad was in the Navy, um, born in Hawaii, lived in Connecticut, Vallejo, um, Guam, and then San Diego. And then I've been here in the Bay Area, San Francisco and Oakland for about like 19 years now. Um, life before college, I was in San Diego. I was a hardcore fundamental Baptist kid singing in the choir, um, trying to lead uh, the youth. Uh, and I was very unsure about what I wanted to do with my life because I was confused. And there was a lot of things I wanted to do and I didn't know how to decide on what to do. So, but I was having a good time. So that was my life before college. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm from Canada. I'm from Quebec, which is French Canada. And I come from a small town surrounded by cows and chickens. Um, and I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a PK. And my life before college, I'd say I was a very eager and hangry, or not hangry, <laughs> hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I was a very hungry teenager. Like I just wanted to do things but options where I come from were very limited. So I just decided I'm going to go for the hardest thing I can think of and see where that takes me. Now I don't even work in that field, but that was just kind of the, the hunger, not the anger, but the hunger um, to get to do something with all that energy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I remember you told me you studied a lot of stuff, didn't you, Julie? Like it's like nursing and then was it theology or something? Yeah. And then business. <laughs> and business. Wow. Okay. Dang. That makes sense. All connects. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. How'd you guys meet again? If you don't mind sharing. Oh, did it go through? We met at in oh. San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. We met in. We're good. Yeah. We met in San Francisco at a church called Cornerstone Church. Um, I was volunteering in the coffee shop, serving people coffee. And uh, Jules here was a bass player in the worship team. And um, yeah, I thought she looked really cool. And we became friends and started uh, volunteering in a coffee company, Proyecto Diaz. And that's how we met. Yeah. 
Nice. Same story. Same story. <laughs> <laughs> What's your version? Yeah. I know. <laughs> nice. Cool. So what did you guys want to be uh, when you grew up, when you're little? Yeah, I, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, that was kind of uh, something I thought I wanted to be but um i didn't end up being that <laughs> yeah i wanted to be a hairdresser don't ask me why that's i was for sure going to become a hairdresser so didn't why did you want to be a hairdresser <laughs> can't remember i think i just enjoyed playing with people's hair and i thought this was the coolest thing you get paid to play with people's hair um yeah nice and how did you guys know that college was going to be the right path for you personally? Ooh, I, I knew it was the right path because I, by nature, um, for how I'm wired, um, seek stability. <laughs> and I knew getting an education would help me find that stability financially and um, just in life. Um, and so... That was something I gravitated towards because, um, you know, my, my parents were split in what they wanted me to do. My dad didn't want me to go to college. He just wanted me to do music. Uh, my mom wanted me to go to college. Um, and I th really thought hard about it. And I took the more stable route, you know, the college route. And I don't regret it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, how did you know college was gonna be the right path for you personally? You know, I don't know if I knew it was going to be the right path from the get-go. I just kind of looked around at my options where I was at and I kind of knew I wanted something else, but I didn't know what. So I was just really just trying to find a path. And so, um, you know, I, I went into nursing and it happened to be such a good fit for me at the time. And it was something that I was happy with and I was successful and, and I really felt like it connected with the kind of person that I am. And it took me paths and took me places. But uh, originally, I think I came in very naive and unaware of like, the impact that college would have on me. So, um, yeah. Nice. And can you guys recall a season of having to learn new skills or adapt to your environment? Uh, to survive? Every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, earlier I mentioned that stability was a core value of mine. And so after college, I started working in the biotech industry and I did it for 11 years. And then um, out of boredom and spiritual calling, I decided to quit um, and become a barista. I think you, you've met me during that time, Isaiah. Um, well, you know, everything stable that I worked for was just basically <laughs> gone at that point. Um, I was making minimum wage, um, just trying to, you know, get by. Um, and so I had to learn about peace and trust and I had to learn um, how to be financially wise um, because you know when I was in biotech I would I had the money to you know enjoy good things and 
um, not worry about where I spent my money and how much. Um, I wasn't rich or anything, but I'm just saying for basic needs. Um, and kind of being a barista um, here in the Bay Area, I really had to learn how to like budget and um, control my, my wants and just focus on my needs. And so um, I, it was, it's priceless. I, you know, I, I'm really glad I, I learned it. For me, I feel like every turn I took required some survival skills in some way, shape or form. Uh, my like the way I, I live life is if I'm not scared, I'm not growing. So I tend to put myself in situation where I'm way out of my depth um, and I absolutely love it, but it's absolutely uncomfortable. So thinking of stepping into nursing, I just didn't step in it. I went straight for the emergency room training. Um, and so after two weeks of training, I was little 17, 18 year old me being like, oh, sorry, I was 20, but yeah, <laughs> little one, you know, what do I do? Um, and so I had to learn very fast. When I moved to Australia, um, I didn't speak any English, so I had to figure that out. And when I moved here, starting a business, I had no idea how to do this. Now I work in tech and just like those kind of skills of adapting, how to learn, knowing how to learn and how to adapt and survive is like, something that I had to apply across my journey and across the many different stages of life. And so, you know, as soon as I feel like I'm more comfortable, then I'm going to seek the next challenge. So that I make sure that I'm learning again and mm -hmm. I make sure I'm growing. Nice. And as I said before, you guys are very multi-talented people. How do you know what path to take personally uh, for you? Like what has worked so far? <laughs> I'm a very feelings-based person. Um, and so I, I wouldn't say um, that my decisions were uh, on what path to take was uh, always wise um, or the best decision. <laughs> I think it, I, I've always based it on my emotions and I'm wired that way. Um, and the good thing about it is like, you know, I learned through experience, like through mistakes. Um, and I learned firsthand what's, you know, what's a good path and what's not like by just being in it, you know, um, you know, you could, you know, take wisdom from others and hear other people's experiences. And some people make decisions off of that, but um, I'm kind of the person that, you know, if I, if I really want to try something, uh, I need to try it for myself and see if it's good for me or not. And so, yeah. So short answer is emotions and feelings, which is not always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a hard question, Isaiah, because you always have a chance to fail. As soon yeah. as you try something new, you might fail and you need to see that as a success or as a learning opportunity in mm -hmm. some different ways. And so, you know, I think it's an exploration. It's not getting it right or wrong. Yeah. It's just making it your path. And yeah. you kind of decide those kind of things based off your environment, based on what you think you you need or, or these kind of things. You know, taking advice from people around you is super helpful. I remember not knowing what my next step was and I was seeking for advice for mm -hmm. almost a year without feeling like it was really it. And my conversation actually happened with a stranger in a bus on the bus 
in Sydney. And that's where that connection was like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And then I moved to San Francisco. And so sometimes it's not super clear what the next step is, but it's really seeking, you know, when the next step is, you might not know what, but just start asking and start exploring and don't be afraid to fail and try things that you've never done before. Like all of the strengths that you might have, you might not even know because we haven't tried these kind of things before. Mm. So we don't really know until we try. Um, so when I studied business, I didn't even know if I was good at it. <laughs> I was ready to fail. And it's really through trying and, and just jumping and do it scared um, that I eventually found my footing into I'm not good at everything in business, but I'm good at certain things and really hone on that when I figure it out. Hmm. That's great. And thinking on life experiences, what has life taught you that school hasn't? Uh, what are some experiences that stick out that have really, uh, I guess, moved you forward in life? Wow. Um, I think for me is, um, you know, I think prioritizing balance in your life, um, kind of uh, finding your a handful of core values and making every decision and investing in all of those core values. Like for me, like this recently, like my core values has been family, um, our marriage, um, close friends, um, and a good work-life balance. And so everything I, you know, every decision I have to make needs to align with that. Um, and, you know, that's not something I learned in school, but through just experience like in life, because for the first, like, maybe like 40 years of my life, I think I just really um, put my time in so many different things that I was like passionate about, but I, you know, by doing that, I sacrifice other things in my life, like friends and family. Um, and as I grew older, I was like, oh man, like, you know, relationships with people that I love seems to be the most important thing uh, at this point. And so, and that, you know, it's, it changes in seasons of your life and, and in age too. And so I'm speaking from that perspective, you know, but if you asked me maybe 20 years ago, it would have been totally different. Yeah. If I can summarize all of it, I would say context. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn black and white, you learn the blueprint of things in college, which is good. It gives you a point of reference to go from. But I think one thing to never forget is when you start working, most of the time it's with people. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't matter if your work is for people or with in a team, you know, yeah. context matters and it's not black and white you have to learn to engage and to build relationships and to build trust and really your work is going to be as good as your relationships are because you win as a team and mm -hmm. you know and so I think that's something that not that college didn't teach me that but it's such a different context where you're sitting down and you're taking information you don't really get to apply that information until you're you're you know doing the work and for me what was what made the most impact was learning that context is so instrumental to your success and you should always be listening and try to bring what you know to what the situation is at and not impose your knowledge on something without 
you know, listening or being aware of the context to really um, wow. engage with that. Um, that's yeah. yeah, that's great. I love how your guys' answers always. Oh, Lee, you're about to say something. Yeah, I just want yeah. to add one more thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think something that I didn't learn in college that I learned later with, and it's hugely important is like financial management. Like, I think like that's the key to just balance and success in life. Not all the time. I'm just saying, but in this society, in our nation, in our country, like wealth management, finance management, like getting out of debt, like is it opens up so many doors for your life. Uh, it allows you to be more generous. It allows you to experience more things. But when we kind of imprison ourselves with like reckless spending and not, not saving and um, whatever it is, like we end up going down to like a really bad spiral, um, which could have repercussions through as you get older too. And so I think financial management is like the important thing that I learned outside of college. <laughs> no, it's great. And living in the Bay Area, you have to know financial management or else, yes. you know, yeah. not gonna last that long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But having said yet, but we're on season three, it's uh, ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Who would you say have been some extraordinary influencers for your guys' life personally? Big question. You want to, yeah. <laughs> I have a couple of people. One of them is my high school principal. I was not good in high school at all. Like I was not good. I was not going to graduate. And yes, I went to college later, but this is so specific to things I was interested in. I was actually good at that or, you know, I passed, but high school was really rough. And I remember sitting down with her and being like, I think I'm going to quit. I can't do this. And she looks at me and she was, you didn't work this hard just to quit right now. I'm going to see you through this and I'm going to help you get through this. And I was not, I didn't bring in like the energy to finish. I was not having the motivation or wanting to, to do this, but she really, you know, shook me a little bit in a healthy way. And, and I wouldn't be nowhere near where I'm at right now if it wasn't for her. So there's so many other people that impacted me, but that was mm -hmm. definitely the first that came to mind. Um, I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but it's Jules for me. <laughs> Just trying to get, you know, brownie points. Right now. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's no, cool. but earlier I mentioned, earlier I mentioned about like having those core values in your life, like choosing a few and, um, kind of directing your life towards to meeting those core values. And, um, we were on a, um, and every year on our anniversary, we take some kind of trip, you know, somewhere, uh, a getaway. And um, this particular year, that's when Jules asked me, like, you know, I was trying to decide whether I should go back into science or stay in the coffee industry. And I had a hard time deciding it. Um, but she asked me those really hard questions, like, well, what are your core values? And I had to think about it. And um like, yeah, I want to see my family more. I want to spend time with you more, make music, um, all of that, you know, and, um, and it found, turns out like changing careers would help me meet those goals more. And so, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. 
if you're cool to stay on that for a second, how was that transition? Because yeah. I remember mentioning to you on a phone call not too long ago, like the timing was crazy. Yeah. Like, um, cause like being in the coffee business right now during COVID, it's not exactly easy, but, um, yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that whole process for transition? Yeah. Um, I, for me, it was like a, maybe a year in the making me like thinking about it over I take a long time to make decisions. <laughs> I say, like, I, I'm not, well, I don't know. Am I an impulsive dis- decision maker? Depends for what. Depends. If it's for okay. food. If it's <laughs> or for food. Clothes. Okay, yes. Nice. <laughs> if it's retail shopping. But if it's a impulsive. big life decision, it could take a year to make up this money. Yeah, oh, any man. life decision, it takes a year. So don't, yeah. It, the people that know me well know that of me. Um, it's not easy. I, I weigh the pros and cons for a long, long time. And, um, you know, sometimes with decisions, especially like leaving an organization or a, a work, you, you let some people down naturally, right? And um, I'm such a huge people pleaser that I don't want to like let people down. So um, anyway, um, and it wasn't until like my body was just um, super stressed. I wasn't sleeping well. Um, the demand of my job was just overwhelming that it kind of helped me see I have more clarity on like what direction I needed to go. Um, this was last October, so exactly a year ago, um, way before we knew about the pandemic coming or any political issues that we have. Um, and I feel very grateful and blessed. You know, I had no idea that I would be, you know, protected and and secure during this time. Um, if I hadn't made that decision, yeah, I think it would have been rough. I, I know some of my former colleagues got furloughed who aren't working anymore. Um, and so I'm super grateful. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's, it was those, the, the feelings kind of that gut feeling again that I, you know, that kicked in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I, I like how you're talking about how Julie was uh, pushing you in the right direction. This question yeah. kind of goes into that for both of you. How do you not settle for the status quo, but instead to strive for excellence in every sphere of life? Hmm. Uh, yep, uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, you know, I've had, you might read blogs about this, like nurses who, who have patients and, and it impacts them. And to me that happened and that really profoundly impacted me. I worked in the ER and it was just this month where I just had the same kind of patient where I had to reflect on what kind of life did I want to live and how did I want to live it and was I going to regret my life Mm. you know so every decision I make I ask myself when I'm on you know my later years am I going to regret staying where I'm at or am I going to regret not going for this and I just kind of go through that that cycle of, of questions because that really tells you am I just being comfortable here <laughs> but really I, sh- I know I should be doing something else it's kind of a good way for me to you know um, filter my intuition and judge it a little bit and so working with excellence comes with that I think you know I want to be proud of the work I do for myself um, 
and I just have this drive of, you know, wanting to do good work and, and wanting to do things that I'm proud of and, and at the end be proud of all the efforts because, you know, with with work, you can put so much in and not be proud of at the end, but I, I just really want to make um, steps and actions that I want to later on reflect on and be like, yeah, I don't regret anything. Yeah. yeah. That's great. No, that's cool. You don't have to answer. We like we could keep moving, but only if you want to. Uh, well, yeah, I think I. I don't know. I. I. I'm not a perfectionist or anything like that. But I. I any work that I do, um, I have. I have to feel good about it. Um, I used to be worried about what other people thought about it, and that was so paralyzing and frustrating, um, because. Then I was like, oh, why am I doing this? I'm just trying to impress somebody or, you know, sometimes it's for the good. Cause I mean, yeah, if, if that drives you to do better then yeah. But then I would do it at the expense of my own health and my own mental sanity. Um, and so now I kind of just do it within my own healthy boundaries. And if I feel good about it, then that's good. And if somebody doesn't, then, Hey, yeah, we'll deal with it. You know, like they can deal with it and we can talk it over or whatever it is, but that's kind of my approach to it. Awesome. And how do you guys know what to say yes to? Mm. How do you pick your battles? <laughs> how do you choose the opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I mean, I answered this earlier, like every decision I make is filtered through my core values. So like, how does it affect my marriage? How does it affect my time with my family and friends? How does it affect my health? And so um, if it negatively impacts any of those, then I'm like, probably no, I won't do it, you know? And, but if not, then it's a yes. Yeah, there's so many ways to answer that question. Yeah. Um, how to, oh, hmm. yeah. Definitely need to have like some buckets in your life where you can self-care in some way, shape or form. doesn't mean it will get like busy or anything like that, but mm. kind of strive to have your life uh, in a balance, I think is really helpful. And then, like you said, based on your values, based on the goals that you have, is this, you know, serving yourself just for your own enjoyment, which is not bad, but you know, what percentage of things is doing what, right. Mm. And why are you saying yes? And you know, I've often heard if you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else indirectly. So kind of choosing your yes wisely because your yes will be no's for other things. So mm. saying too many yeses is not, you're saying no to the good things maybe you should be doing. So a healthy no is a yes to a healthy thing. But I think you have to figure it out in a season you're in. Every season is different. Every season you have different capacities. Every season has its own you know, and we grow season from season. So right now I feel like I can have a lot more on my plate than I would have a season ago. And so I'm saying yes, a little bit more, but I still feel super balanced and healthy. Nice. Awesome. And what are different ways that you or others challenge yourself for consistent improvement for not only for what you do, but for who you are? I think just repetition for me, uh, the whole practice makes perfect it's also the more you do something the better it gets whether it be a craft or a simple task at work 
um, or even a, you know, um, psychological behavior or a mindset, you know, the more you get a chance to like practice, work at it, like the more you refine it along the way. Uh, so for me, it's repetition, I think. I'm going to answer this a little bit different, but mm -hmm. I just asked for a ton of feedback. Oh, How am I doing? Oh, like not all the time. I try yeah. to have specific question of like, you know, um, if I were to improve one thing that would make your life easier and then just kind of learning what I could do better or maybe habits or things that I'm doing that I could, you know, enhance or change. Um, so, you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortableness of getting feedback and, and receiving feedback well, I think uh, makes you grow like a lot faster. Um, not perfect. I don't know if I'll ever be, I will never be perfect, but <laughs> you know, I think just this desire of always wanting to serve others and, and improve. And, and I just want to be the kind of person people want to make plans with, you know? So mm -hmm. I think having that in mind and asking feedback and being self-aware and reflecting and, that's the way I kind of go about that. That's really yeah. Cool. On feedback, um, for me personally, I don't always take it the best. <laughs> but I think it's more like when I feel like I'm experienced in something and then someone gives me feedback. But if I have no idea what I'm doing and someone gives me feedback, I accept it right away. Like, um, how do you balance yeah. that? I always try to think that I'm never an expert. <laughs> mm, nice. So in my mindset, I will never say, oh, I'm really good at, I'm an expert at this. I will try to keep a teachable like mindset of I'm always growing. Even if someone more junior comes to me, giving me feedback, like, Could you, you know, yeah. um, like, you know, maybe there's something else that I haven't learned, maybe not so much in the skill, but maybe in perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I try, and sometimes it's just listening to the feedback and some feedback is going to be constructive and some feedback and just take it in, think about it. And like, nah, actually no, yeah. <laughs> but at least having the, the, the filter of taking it, looking at it and, and asking questions, being curious to try and understand the other person's perspective. And then you choose whether you take it or not, you know, but yeah. it's still valid, a valid way to, to interact with the conversation. Yeah, that's great. I think, yeah, you mentioned growth mindset. That's the key of improving and doing well and receiving feedback, um, you know, the right way. And yeah, and I love what you said about like, you don't have to receive all the feedback, you know, like if somebody gives you feedback, you got to ask like, does this person matter to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> if they don't, then just like ignore it. Like, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like just, you know, get it from people you trust, you know, that, that, not afraid to give you brutal honesty and also really helpful constructive feedback there's a difference between opinions and feedback too yes you know yeah. feedback are usually the people i choose that make me like i will i know they will tell it to me straight up you know and and i will have a, a specific space for those people but there's a lot of opinion that comes your way yeah. and that's i think is a huge difference between opinion and feedback and yeah. so I definitely suffer through those. Yeah. You also have to like, um, when people do give you feedback, like, um, I, I like what you said about the opinion versus feedback thing that like really opened up a can of worms in my mind. But like, um, you know, feedback is super helpful. Like if, if you ask feedback for a, 
that has purpose or like a, a, a main, like a, a goal, like, Hey, I want to be a, for you, like maybe, um, you know, I want my music to sound this way, you know, and if somebody gives you feedback that um, is totally more opinionated or attacking you personally, that's not helping you reach your goal, right. Of like making better music. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's great. Good stuff. Y'all, y'all are very wise. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's keep it moving to the, uh, <laughs> So what's been the most practical way you guys put to use all that you study so far? <laughs> That's a funny one. Is it? I don't like. For me, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I use things that I study practically well. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> My my memory is so bad. Like, you know, I just feel like I'm constantly having to relearn stuff. So <laughs> I mean, that's why it's funny. We've learned, we, he's a microbiologist nurse. So we both learn how to wash our hands. Infection prevention is very convenient in our household right now. Definitely use that as yeah. you know, very practical, but for work itself. Yeah. Um, it's hard to kind of decipher exactly this is what I learned in college, this is what I learned in real life, and this is how I'm using it because I feel like everything kind of flows in together. Mm-hmm. I'm using stuff in nursing from nursing in my work right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm using elements of business in my work right now. And some some things incurred in terms of the learning, I incurred it when I practiced it, but I learned it in school. But the way I I, I learned it really was during you know, my other work. And so now I'm kind of transferring skills and and doing all that stuff. I would say like a lot of the good things that I've learned in college is learning how to critically think. Uh, It's kind of a level of the way that the information comes to you. It's not just take it. It's also like make your own decision and learn how to learn and learn how to, you know, um, think critically. So especially in nursing, like you need to make good decisions and you're in charge of all your decisions. So it doesn't matter what the textbook says you need to learn how to have critical judgment. And that's something that I took everywhere I went. And something about university or college, that the, the way you're um, you know, encouraged to think about certain things, help you think through other situations in life in a similar, the pattern is there, but you can apply it to so many different situations. So I'd say like, that's very general, but it's definitely something I use every day. Nice. Can you think of any examples where you had to go beyond the book? You're like, uh, what they're teaching me, that's not going to work in this situation. I got to come up with something custom. Every day. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I think that, yeah, I feel like I barely use what I learned from college. Um, when you when you join a, a company or get a new job, I mean, they train you everything, you know. Um, you do have to know the core of what you learned at college, but not every detail. And I found that for me, at least in the science field and, and even in the coffee industry, like um, a lot of people hire people just because of maybe because they get along with, they could feel like they could get along with you and work well with you on a team or that you have a growth mindset. Um, you know, even personally, we've hired people that know less, you know, like are not that skilled, but we knew that they had a good mindset um, of, you know, wanting to learn 
uh, and can work with people like people skills is like the most valuable thing. Um, I think if you were to take away anything from college and going into the workforce, um, I can't say that for every field, um, but I think people skills is the highest thing that a lot of like companies look for, um, you know, so. And to that point, it depends on the industry you want to go to. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to go into healthcare, please go to school. Yeah. But if you, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you want to be in tech, like I'm in tech right now, you can learn tech off small courses. You don't have to go to college for that. You can take courses off the internet. If you're really savvy and know how to learn, you can really make yourself like get a really good career out of learning yeah. from others. And there's so many options and possibilities for that. So if you know, you're creative, you want to be a designer, you could go to design school. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's so many other options. Like nowadays, especially in tech, we don't really look at, did you, you know, go to college or anything mm -hmm. like that is what are the accomplishments and the projects that you decided to work on or, or the things you built for yourself mm -hmm. and how you're planning, applying this, you know, and if you're hungry for what you're doing, you can learn so many different ways. And, and nowadays, it, and again, it depends on context and what kind of job you want to get, but you can really, you know, carve a career for yourself, even if you can maybe not afford to go to college or anything like right. that, but gain that knowledge in a different way. Yeah. Um, so. And like communication is like so important too, like how you present yourself and how you talk about yourself, like balancing that humility and also that confidence. Um, and just, yeah, I think communication is really important too. Yeah. And I want to go deeper, but I don't want to keep you all too long. Um, for the audience we'll part two, man. yeah for sure uh yeah they haven't eaten dinner yet so you know i can't be selfish right now but, we're um, hangry as a, yeah <laughs> earlier oh man hangry. just passionate no I'm but um yeah any books podcasts or learning resources you guys recommend right now i don't read books unfortunately um <laughs> but the podcast that I've been listening to is all news podcasts like NPR Up First, um, NPR um, Politics, and then BBC NewsHour. Um, also, the NPR app has really great up-to-date news. Um, I've just been more focused on keeping up with current events and news lately, um, just to be educated. Um, for our upcoming election, really, which is very, very important. Register and go out to vote if you are a citizen of this country. <laughs> Sorry, I had to plug that in. There. No, it's cool. The crazy thing, though, is this might come out after the election because, you know, it usually okay. comes out like a month hopefully later. Hopefully you <laughs> voted and hopefully hey. you're registered. There you go. Yeah. And I'm not American, so I'm just saying wishful thinking. So, not yet, not yet. It's coming. <laughs> Maybe. We, we don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the whole citizenship. I'm already citizen of two countries, so we'll see yeah. if I can get a third one under my belt. Yeah. Oh, we dang. might move to Canada. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, oh you, you heard it here first. There. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it here first. Oh, yeah. You did. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. All right. Um, so I guess I just have one more question for y'all. It's a two-parter. So if there's one thing you could ask your future self, what would it be? 
if there's one thing you could tell your high school self, what would it be? Hmm. I think to ask uh, one thing I would ask my future self is, um, did I get to spend um, enough time with the people I love? Um, that's what I ask. And to what I would tell my high school self is to not worry about what people think about me. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Future self. I would ask myself, are you proud of the life you lived? Are you happy? Um, I think these are important things. Um, and then what I would say to my younger self, just chill, <laughs> just calm down, breathe and chill. It's not as difficult as you think. It's not as scary as you think. It's doable. You can really just enjoy the journey. It's, it seems stressful, but really it's not difficult. So just breathe, chill, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Nice. Yes. That's awesome. I just wanted to encourage you guys before you take off, but that you continue to just trust God through every single season. He's just going to continue to take you guys places further than you could your own strength and just keep walking yeah. with him and he'll take you exactly where you need to go. And um, yeah, you got this. You guys dropped a lot of gold today. Very wise people. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Isaiah. Hey, man, we love you. Yeah. Likewise, and anything you want to promote at the moment? Any new songs dropping or what, what's happening with y'all? <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I am working on an album that will hopefully be on Spotify by the end of the year. Nice. Um, five songs that's being mixed and produced by my friend, Timothy Robert Graham in Seattle. Um, it's under the artist named Topsilog which is a Filipino breakfast. You might spell um, in it. Oh yeah. T-O-P-S-I-L-O-G. Um, name subject to change. Um, <laughs> who knows, but uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully by the end of the year. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Julie, your album too? <laughs> no, I would say, uh, I would encourage everyone to shop local if you're in a Bay Area, representing Oaklandish. Uh, today but you know encourage you to go shop local and encourage your local businesses if you're looking yeah. for gift ideas for the holidays gift cards always helpful yeah. um so that would be my plug right now yeah nice awesome assembly cool. hall in san francisco they're a local clothing shop they need oh. some love out there nice free plug for them that's cool yeah but uh <laughs> yeah awesome Thank you guys for coming on once again and hope you guys have a good night and eat something. <laughs> we will. Thank cool. you, Isaiah. No worries. And for everyone else, until next time as we're maturing, we're going to keep learning, stirring up, and chasing after what our creator created us to do. So have a good one, everyone. Peace.
Hey, thanks for sticking around for the Catch Up After College podcast. And you know, while you're there, you might as well subscribe. Because we got some good content coming out every single week. Either Tuesday or Friday, check in, it will be there. And you know what, might as well give a good review as well. Make sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find us. And we'll just keep cranking out that great content for you week after week. If you know someone who would be a great guest for the show, the Catch Up After College podcast, or you just want to share some feedback, maybe there's some questions you haven't heard yet that you want to be heard, uh, I would tell you to email us at catchupaftercollege at gmail.com. Just for any inquiries, you can email us there, and we'll try to respond as soon as we can. That is catchupaftercollege at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Peace.